This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. For Bill and Hillary Clinton, it had been a wild ride. Troopergate, Whitewater, Travelgate, Filegate, Chinagate, the Waco Massacre, Bill's Affairs, sexual harassment, sexual assault, even rape allegations and impeachment. These were but a few of the scandals and controversies that surrounded the Clintons, even before Hillary's own political career even began. After being elected and having served as the junior senator from New York in the United States Senate, Hillary ran a failed campaign for presidency, losing a 30-point lead in the process to Barack Obama in 2008. President Obama then surprised many by nominating Hillary for Secretary of State. Upon accepting the nomination, Hillary said that she had been reluctant to leave the Senate, but the new position represented a difficult and yet exciting adventure. She got a glimpse of just how difficult it would be just a short time later, when in March 2009, feeling that President Bush had sullied the United States' relationship with Russia, she announced a reset of relations with Russia in a ceremony which included presenting a symbolic reset button to the Russian foreign minister. We want to reset our relationship. Let's do, it, let's do it together. So we will do it together. Okay? <laughs> Thank you very much. You are Thank very you. welcome. We worked hard to get the right Russian word. Do you think you, we got it? You got it wrong. I got it wrong. Ah. Some feel that that moment was actually the highlight of U.S.-Russian relations under Hillary and Obama. And it has been downhill ever since. After the reset, the Russians have threatened Europe's energy supply, disagreed and fought with U.S. efforts to stop Iran's nuclear program, expelled U.S. aid from Russia, offered U.S. fugitive Edward Snowden a safe haven, militarily moved into Crimea and annexed it, threatened Ukraine repeatedly, supported Bashir Assad in Syria, and backed his efforts to stay in power. And they have bombed U.S.-backed rebels in Syria. The reset relationship has deteriorated so badly that the Russian Prime Minister Dmitry Medvedev recently said, quote, One could go as far to say that we have slid back to a new Cold War, end quote. And yet, Hillary Clinton has claimed... Can we talk a little about Russia? Mm. Uh, you famously pressed the reset button. Mm -hmm. are, you, are you embarrassed by that now, that gesture? No, I thought it was a brilliant stroke. Meanwhile, a poll released several years ago found that just 2% of Russians had a lot of confidence that American President Barack Obama would do the right thing in world affairs. 2%. Opinion polls taken by the independent Levada Center last year showed 81% of the Russian people now hold negative views of the United States, a number that had nearly doubled in a year and the highest ever recorded in any era since Stalin. In fact, in 1990, just 7% of Russians held negative opinions of the U.S. Yet, Hillary maintains... The reset worked. As Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton oversaw U.S. policy towards Egypt during the overthrow of Hosni Mubarak and the growing unrest through the Middle East. Unrest that hit hard in Libya, where Muammar Gaddafi was also overthrown, killed, and dragged through the streets of Tripoli. Libya was completely destabilized, and yet Hillary joked. 
We came, we saw, he died. <laughs> then, on September 11th, 2012, the 11th anniversary of the attacks on the World Trade Center towers in New York City, the American consulate, which housed U.S. Ambassador to Libya, Chris Stevens, was attacked in Benghazi. As dozens or even hundreds attacked the installation, Ambassador Stevens and Sean Smith, an information officer, locked themselves in the consulate's safe room. They called over to the CIA annex about a mile away seeking help. I heard over the radio, if you guys don't get here now, we're going to die. We're sitting there waiting, and I'm looking at Bob and saying, hey, you know, we need to get over there. We're losing the initiative. And he just looks back and says, stand down. You need to wait. More time starting to go by. The state guys are on the radio saying, hey, they're lighting the, the villa on fire, which is the, where the safe room is and where the ambassador was hiding out. Eventually, several members of the security team, all special forces operators who were housed at the CIA annex, couldn't be held back any longer. They stocked up on weapons and ammo and, against orders, raced to the consulate to try to save the State Department personnel under siege there. By the time they arrived, the consulate was on fire, and it was already too late for Sean Smith and Ambassador Chris Stevens, both dead from smoke inhalation. After trying to retrieve both bodies, they realized that the CIA annex was, in all likelihood, the next target, and headed back to defend it and the American civilians who were stationed there. Repeated calls were made to the U.S. officials for military help in the form of helicopter gunships, fighter jets, rapid response teams, anything. Six men battled hundreds of Islamist terrorists through that night and over the next 13 hours in Benghazi. As the best-selling book and movie now show, help never came. Back at home in Washington, D.C., the president retired for the evening at 5 p.m. and wasn't heard from nor seen the rest of the night. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton never gave the order to send aid to the brave men battling for the lives of American citizens under siege in Benghazi. She said there were no American assets close enough to help them. We have since heard very differently from many sources who claim that help could have arrived within an hour. When it was over, four Americans were dead. In addition to Smith and Ambassador Stevens at the consulate, Glenn Doherty and Tyrone Woods were killed while defending the CIA annex. For whatever reason, the administration, including Hillary Clinton, lied repeatedly about what had transpired there. In Benghazi, that took the lives of those brave men. We've seen rage and violence directed at American embassies over an awful internet video that we had nothing to do with. It is hard for the American people to make sense of that because it is senseless. And it is totally unacceptable. It was also completely untrue. The internet video she was blaming for the attack had nothing to do with the attack. Time and distance have proven her words to be, once again, total lies. It was a terrorist attack, and everyone in the administration knew it from the beginning. Hillary wrote to her daughter, Chelsea, that night that the consulate was under attack from Al-Qaeda-like groups. They knew the entire time. Yet Hillary Clinton and the Obama administration continued to lie, including to the families of the brave victims of Benghazi. Three of the families 
are on record as saying that as their loved ones' bodies sat at Dover Air Force Base days after the attack, Mrs. Clinton personally approached them and blamed the murders on this internet video. Even though we now know that just two days earlier, she had told the Egyptian prime minister that the video had nothing to do with it. At a congressional hearing on why four Americans died that night without help being sent, Hillary Clinton exclaimed. With all due respect, the fact is we had four dead Americans. Was it because of a protest or was it because of guys out for a walk one night who decided they'd go kill some Americans? What difference at this point does it make? It is our job to figure out what happened and do everything we can to prevent it from ever happening again. Then there was the private server Secretary Clinton had set up in her home for her State Department email business. So would she have sent or received any classified emails at her home? If so, wouldn't the Chinese and the Russians, or for that matter, little Timmy down the street, be able to easily hack into her private server? I did not email any um, classified material to anyone on my email. There is no classified material. So I'm certainly well aware uh, of the uh, classification uh, requirements and uh, did not uh, send classified material. Some 1,700 classified emails showed up on her server, 22 of them top secret. She also wiped out, deleted 32,000 other emails that she deemed private. We'll never know what those were. Despite these facts and Hillary's blatant disregard for the rules and our country's safety, she is once again escaping the consequences of her actions. In testimony before Congress, FBI Director James Comey was asked by Representative Jason Chaffetz if Hillary broke the law by using her private server, and he responded with a disappointing answer. Did Hillary Clinton break the law? In connection with her use of the email server, my judgment is that she did not. Did you just not able to prosecute it, or did Hillary Clinton break the law? Well... I don't want to give an overly lawyerly answer. The question I always look at is, is there evidence that would establish beyond a reasonable doubt that somebody engaged in conduct that violated a a criminal statute? And my judgment here is there is not. Chaffetz continued to grill Comey as to why Hillary would send and receive classified emails on her private server. The answer was revealed to be equally pathetic. So the question is, is very sophisticated. This is information that clearly anybody who had knowledge of of security information would know that it would be classified. Um, But I'm having a little bit trouble to see how would you not then know that that was something that was inappropriate to do? Well, I just want to take one of your assumptions about sophistication. I don't think that our investigation established that she was actually particularly sophisticated with respect to classified information and the levels and the treatment. And so far as we can Isn't tell... is she an original classification authority, though? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How can Hillary Clinton, the Democratic candidate for President of the United States, not be sophisticated enough to understand the importance of the information she was handling? Despite the absurdity of that statement, the FBI recommended that the Justice Department not pursue criminal charges related to Hillary's use of a private server. A decision that, according to national polls, the majority of Americans disagree with. Somewhat linked to the email scandal are the questions surrounding Bill and Hillary's Clinton Foundation. During the testimony, 
Comey made an interesting yet vague remark about whether or not the two are related. Did you look at the Clinton Foundation? I'm not going to comment on the existence or non-existence of any other investigations. Was the Clinton Foundation tied into this investigation? I'm not going to answer that. Only time will tell if the two are intertwined, as many unanswered questions abound about the Clinton Foundation. The first question is that there are seemingly unavoidable conflicts of interest. How did the Clintons' charitable work intersect with their for-profit speeches? How do their speeches intersect with Hillary Clinton's work at the State Department? Were there quid pro quos involving U.S. policy? Nations have donated tens or hundreds of millions of dollars to the foundation. Did those countries expect anything in return? Another question concerns disclosure. When Clinton became secretary, she agreed that the foundation would make certain disclosures, which it's now clear it didn't always do. And the looming questions about Clinton's State Department emails make it harder to answer those questions. Foreign donations to the foundation were, in fact, the subject of an Emmy Award-winning author, investigative journalist Peter Schweitzer's book, Clinton Cash. He claims... What's important to note is it was confirmed by the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal that there are multi-million dollar non-disclosed donations that were made to the Clinton Foundation that were never disclosed by the Clintons. This is a direct breach of an agreement they signed with the White House. We're all familiar with the old expression, where there's smoke, there's fire. But it seems with Hillary Clinton, there's been enough fire to burn down the state of Alaska to the ground. But apparently... No one can ever quite see the smoke. Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program.